Hi, everyone. Welcome to my podcast, where I explore the science of health, human performance, and ultimate potential. My name is Dr. Greg Wells, and I'm a scientist with a PhD in human physiology. I have served as a professor in kinesiology at the University of Toronto and as a scientist in translational medicine at SickKids Hospital. I've also worked with dozens of Olympic-level athletes through the Canadian Sports Centre Network. In this podcast, I do my best to take complex research and make it understandable and actionable for you to improve your health and well-being and perform to your true potential at whatever it is that you care about the most. In each show, I chat with leading experts in the field of productivity, sleep, nutrition, physiology, and psychology, as well as some of the most exceptional performers across all disciplines. Together, we explore the amplifiers that propel us towards high performance and overcome the obstacles that challenge us. Ultimately, I want to share 1% gains that can make a massive difference in your life. Thank you for listening in, and I hope that you enjoy this episode. Let me know your thoughts and comments on social at Dr. Greg Wells. All right, let's dive in. Today, I'd like to introduce you to Robbie Bent, the founder and CEO of Othership. I've been fascinated by breathwork. I've been working with Othership, brought them to a conference to lead a breathwork experience for people during one of my keynotes. Super cool stuff. Can't wait to talk to you about it and introduce you to Robbie. At Othership, Robbie's on a mission to combat loneliness and its negative effects on our health. He's building a platform that includes physical spaces, a mobile app, a concert tour, and a global community. The Othership flagship location is a modern bathhouse that features a 50-person sauna, ice baths, and a tea room. They offer guided facilitation for hot and cold circuits, social hour, and performances like breathwork, sound experiences, and body-based movement. Their goal is to create a healthy social experience that can serve as an alternative to bars and is both fun and accessible. The Othership app is a digital product that helps you shift your state wherever and whenever you are. It features over 250 guided breathwork classes that harness the power of breath and promote positive habits. It's pretty transformative. I use it most mornings actually in the sauna um, after workout in order to either charge myself up or calm myself down. Robbie and the Othership team also go on tour with live musical breathwork performances. It's like a journey inward with Cirque du Soleil. The Othership community is a growing and vibrant web of curious humans connected through both the physical space and digital offerings. They have virtual group circles that offer, offer a deeper community to connect with others. Robbie's vision is to create space that encourages openness, awe, belonging, and interconnectivity for a more joyful life and living. In this podcast, we talk about shifting states and experiencing peak moments that inspire awe and belonging. All right, let's dive into the show. Please enjoy my conversation with Robbie Bent, founder and CEO of Othership. Robbie, thank you for joining us. Absolutely. I'm happy to be here. Uh, your video shows you in the Othership space, which is super cool. I was there a couple of weeks ago. I uh, got way too hot and then way too cold, but I had a blast and had an incredible time with my buddies. So perhaps you could give us a bit of a uh, like an origin story. How did you go from all of the things that you've been doing to creating Othership? Yeah, I really realized personally that my nervous system was was broken. And so when I woke up, you know, immediately checking my phone, working, always thinking about a to-do list, and then to deal with that continued 
state of just overwhelm, which is really our fight or flight systems being overactivated in today's society. Anybody with a cell phone faces this problem. You know, I would turn to alcohol, drugs, things on the weekend to kind of shut down the thinking mind. And I just realized that was, you know, even with all the amazing solutions out there, it was very hard to use them. So had friends and I'm a big meditator, but just so hard to make a practice. Only 14% Mm -hmm. of people who start make it a habit. So it's a very challenging one to start with. On the flip side, I'd done therapy a lot, but again, very expensive, hard to find a therapist. There's a, a stigma around mental health. So you have this problem that everyone in today's society is biased towards having their nervous system broken, especially if you live in a city with a cell phone. And the solutions, there's a lot of friction. They're hard to to use. And so I started sort of piecing together things that worked for me, which was, you know, I don't drink alcohol. So I was in going to bathhouses um, to be away from alcohol. And I, I got obsessed with, you know, Wim Hof and breath work and the ice bath and the sauna. I'd been listening to Peter Tia and Wim Hof and you and all these, you know, um, Dave Asprey and Ben Greenfield and all these people saying, hey, this is like something you can do that's you can do every day. And it's as, as beneficial as exercise. And we built an ice bath in our in our backyard. And the goal was really just to have this practice, have something to do socially that wasn't based around alcohol. It was a new way to connect. And, you know, the, the ice bath in the backyard, it was just a, if you were walking by and you knew you could come in through the back and use it. And every night there'd be an ice bath, a little bit of a fire pit going on and a, and a group hang. And that grew from just myself and four friends to, you know, 300 people in a WhatsApp chat and 20, 30 people a day coming through to use the ice bath and hang out. And at that point, we kind of knew we were, we were onto something. Very cool. Let's talk about heat because we've you have the ice bath and that's we'll get there in a second. But you've created a an, um, a combination of sort of heat, cold, and breath work. So let's talk about each one of those. From your perspective, what are the benefits of heat? What have you seen? How is that helping your mental health and other people's mental health and physical health too? Yeah, we'll talk about all of them. But I think at the base layer, all of these things allow you to change your state to shift your nervous system state and as a result, your emotional state. And there's a ton of health benefits. So you can take a look, you know, sauna benefits, podcasters have covered this in three hours of of detail. The main thing I wanna get across today is yes, there's all these health benefits, but there are emotional health benefits that aren't talked about that are like the real reason uh, for using these things and doing them in community with friends. But, you know, just from a physical standpoint, you are improving your vascular system. So your blood vessels are dilating and you're improving and strengthening your body's vascular system. Cardiovascular disease is the number one killer in North America, and you can reduce cardiovascular disease by 50% through using the sauna. And so they did a study that Peter Tia quotes people in Finland uh, over a 20 year period, 2000 men, they found you could reduce all cause mortality, your chance of death by 50% through using a sauna three times or more per week. They found reductions in Alzheimer's by 60%. So there's this idea that your body produces heat shock proteins. You can think of these as little fighters that will go through and find diseased and destroyed cells in your body and help eliminate them the same way that fasting does. So you have the heat shock proteins, you have detoxification. In our bodies, there's heavy metals, all this junk from living in cities. And so sweating continuously is helping with detoxification. So you have improved vascular system, these heat shock proteins, detoxification, there's boost in growth hormone. The, the list is endless, 
But why I like the sauna personally is because it's a social activity. So if you're exercising, yeah, it's social, but you're exercising. You know, so my wife and I, we actually sauna every night and we replaced watching TV as a way to kind of, you know, we put the baby monitor on, we go in, we sit down, it relaxes us so we can actually communicate. So it gives you that stimulation, that endorphin boost. It allows you sort of, you know, you normally in your day, you turn on TV, zone out like a zombie, which I love as well. But when you go into the sauna, you know, you boost those endorphins and then maybe you share, hey, I had a hard day or, you know, I need your support here. And so for me, the sauna, the ultimate outside of all these health benefits, like you're seeing them on Disney Plus now, uh, of course, Hemsworth, the Limitless series, it's, it's the emotional connection that's important. Let's dig into that a little bit more because even in my question, I was like, talk to me about the physical benefits, talk to me about the mental health benefits. And I didn't even mention the emotional benefits. And that's the first place that you went, which I think is interesting because turning off or or, or down-regulating our nervous system, shift, shifting out of sympathetic activation into parasympathetic recover and regenerate, and then connecting with people is so critically important. But maybe some listeners might not have connected that to heat, cold, breath. And I think it's fascinating. So perhaps you could dig into that a little bit more. Yeah. And so what I said to start the, and this is like kind of unknown, and this is why I want to talk about it is a bit counterintuitive as most people have heard about this for inflammation, for athletes, from doctors, for longevity, and it is all those things. But what really makes it unique and special is that it's fun and connecting. And so in our lives, our nervous systems are broken. We're in fight or flight all the time. Like if you have a phone and you're working, email, social media, everything's coming in, dopamine hit, coffee. Like if that appeals to you, resonates with you, that's, you know, 95% of people, right? We're like on, on, on. And so what we get lost in there, we're in this, like we're evolutionary for the history of, you know, humankind, we would be turned on when we were hunting in these like small stints and we'd even have boredom most of the time, but now with phones, we don't have that. And so we're just always on. And so what, what gets lost there is you mentioned parasympathetic. That's the rest and digest state of the nervous system. It's where we feel emotions. If we're looking into each other's eyes, we're laughing, we're eating food, having sharing a meal, we're having sex, we're feeling feelings of love. So that part of the system is, is undernourished in many human beings. And as a result, you know, the the in of all time, the lowest amount of close friends people have in the US right now, it's it's 0.8 average close friends per person. And so you're seeing all this loneliness, disconnectedness. And I think it's because our society prioritizes fight or flight work, overwhelm stimulation. And so what these things really do is they help to get to shift your physical state and then emotional state. And so you think of why people use alcohol. Okay. I want a new experience. I want to meet some new people. I want to shift my state from like this grind I had mentioned before. And so alcohol does that in a negative way but it's fun, you know? And so, however, it's, it's bad for you and the connections aren't necessarily real. So what if you could replace that whole way of connecting? Like there is social anxiety. When I go to a new event, oh, what's this person gonna think of me? Is it okay for me to say hello? Can I approach them? What should I tell? You know, should I tell a joke? There's all these things happening in our mind. And so the hot and cold act as that lubricant. Boom, endorphins. You know, my level of fear has decreased. I feel alive. We've gone through this shared experience together. So I feel naturally more connected. And so this is, there's, there's a number of studies on, on this is shared physiological experiences to create trust. And so the baseline of what other shift the sauna and cold plunge do, they create trust. So you then feel comfortable to share. And so that's the real 
real unique thing about these for me, it was getting out of your ego and your thinking mind. And then in that space, doing emotional programming, helping people connect, helping them visualize moments of gratitude, releasing anger. And that is what I think is very unique and no one is really doing. How does breath work help with all of that? And I'm curious about it because I actually did my doctorate on breath on breath like 20 years ago. And I never uh, would have in a million years imagined that, you know, the four people that were interested in breath back you know, in the early 90s. Now it's like the thing. I definitely, you know, um, probably probably should have been thinking about this a long, long time ago. And now it's it's mainstream. And, and I would love for your th- your your thoughts and Help us understand, like, what is breath work? How can we get started practicing? Because this might be new to a lot of people, but it can be massively beneficial as well. Yeah, so I think a way to think about it is, is like, how do we simplify this so I can understand it? And there's, you know, Wim Hof method, TUMO, holotropic breathing, transformational, box breathing. You just hear there's hundreds of names, and they all boil down to three events for the nervous system, three states. And so the first state is up, that's creating a sympathetic or fight or flight response. So you can think of that as, you know, your your morning coffee, your boost of confidence before a sales meeting, it's turning on that level of focus. Then there is saying like, hey, I need to be aware, you know, my morning routine, let's go. Then there's, we just call that up. Simply the opposite of that is down. And that's down regulating, parasympathetic. We just talked about that state. It's relaxation. You know, it's box breathing. It's four, seven, eight breathing. It's, Hey, I'm overthinking. I've just finished work. I want to be with my family. It's, I am stressed out. I'm feeling anxious. I want to go to sleep. And so it's, you know, long, slow exhales, holding the breath retentions, um, gearing down our nervous system from extensive stress. Then there's all around, which is really pushing the breath to the point where we shut down certain portions of our mind responsible for creating that inner critic, that thought pattern. And so what's happening is we're reducing blood flow to that area of the brain. We're sending signals to our limbic or emotional system that change our sense of self, our sense of time. So the person that's in control saying, you're a bad person, you're not lovable, you're going through this breakup, you, you know, you're not good enough at your job. All of these, these things that keep you functioning we're shutting that part of the brain down and creating a state change to allow for emotional processing. So then it's like, oh, you know, this is my Swiss army knife for depression. So breathwork can be up, my coffee, my pump up. It can be down, my sleep aid. It can be, you know, all around where it's this emotional tool to process almost like a weekly, you know, you're building up stuff, frustrations, dealing with coworkers, dealing with children, stress. It's like that boom release valve. So I think of it as a Swiss army knife that is kind of like having, you know, Tylenol and antidepressants, coffee, psychedelics, all in one, um, based on what you need. Last February, I was struck. We have everyone has ups and downs. I was da- down. It was the middle of winter in Canada. It's cold. It's dark. <laughs> you know, it's just like, argh, just in that grind. And one of the days, I was like, I'm going in the lake. So I went down to Lake Ontario in Canada in the middle of February. It was very cold. Got in the water. Did the breath work that I'd learned from Wim Hof a few years ago, and got out and felt so much better. And so when you mentioned that it's like a Swiss army knife for depression, it absolutely is. And one of the things that I've been using subsequently, and you're you're not paying me to say this or anything like that, but like the other ship app is incredible. And we've been using it, Judith and I, uh, many mornings uh, to either ramp myself up if I maybe need a bit of a boost leading into the day, but more often to decompress and to calm down. 
I run pretty activated. So for me, that the downshifting is massive. So I'm wondering if you could just tell people about the Othership app, because not everyone is in, that listens to this show is uh, in Toronto. People are from all over the world. So if people want to check out the app, how can they do that? And what's it all about? Yeah, so you can get it on any app store, Android or Apple. Uh, there's a monthly membership and an annual membership, and we have a scholarship program for people that can't afford it. It's accessibility is super important. And just was the idea that, hey, breathwork, you know, should be accessible and easy in the same way that meditation is. And when we first started practicing breath, there was so many options and it was so confusing, you know, and it was like, oh, I'd go on YouTube and type it in and there's all these million styles and we're just like, okay, let's just make it super simple. Let's add extremely beautiful music, professional sound production and a bit of um, visualization. And so, you know, in the morning up, it's, it's Wim Hof style breathing with like a gratitude practice. For a down, it'll be a visualization sending something to the subconscious mind and then sleeping. And so it's combining a whole bunch of modalities from, you know, uh, cognitive behavioral therapy, hypnosis, all these things with breath. And it's just, you know, if you want a short, you want a long, you want a, almost a holotropic-like psychedelic style breath work, there's that. And so it's making breath super accessible, but also fun. You know, the music's highly produced. It's really cool. And then we've started adding in, um, you know, ice bath breathing. So in January, we had 31 ice bath, guided ice bath sessions, which are super fun. Like I use them every day. Then we have long sessions for couples. So, you know, couples energy that takes practices from uh, intimacy training and, uh, you know, tantric practices and includes eye gazing and sharing. And so there's just an entire um, catalog of ways to use your breath to change your state. What's the vision? Why do all of this work? Like, where are you trying to take the world? What do you want to, what in five years from now, like what's the, what's the dream? Yeah. So I saw in my own life, I had this problem. I had, you know, addiction struggles, overwhelm, anxiety. Um, and it took me seven years of practicing all these different tools and then not being able to teach friends to help them with the tools that had helped me is that, Hey, there must be a way that you can do this in community that's accessible to all. And so using breathwork, you feel it, you can feel it in a single session and the music is fun. It's not, you know, a running waterfall. There's no spirituality context. It's just like, Hey, here's this thing that's fun that you can do that can change your state. It just feels accessible. And so we wanted to, in a city like Toronto or New York, where life is challenging and overwhelming, make it easy, fun, community driven, these practices. So it's not hot and cold. It's not breath work. It is a movement for people that want to feel better uh, and be around others. So, you know, people that listen to your show, they care about health. What do they do at night? You know, it's like, then what are my, even my options? And so we wanted to build a network of physical spaces where you could be around others that are interested in sleep and health and happiness and being a good dad and being a good partner. So you're doing emotional awareness techniques together in an environment that felt cool and fun. And then there's an app you can use at home to continue your practice. And so the goal is if people have access to something like this in today's society, they can help fix their nervous systems, but do it together in a group. So the vision is to have, you know, groups coming to Othership together, doing virtual sessions on the app, then doing retreats together and coming back so you can actually make uh, a platform for sustained behavioral change in a way that's kind of fun and not clinical or like, hey, I'm broken or depressed. So it's it's really trying to make working on your mental health um, accessible and fun. Other ships really helped me out a ton. If people want to learn more, where can they go online to learn a little bit more about what you're up to? Yeah, so at Othership on Instagram um, and then online at Othership, 
website you and i forgot other shit us, right? yeah yeah uh, exactly us. <laughs> that's awesome robbie thank you so much for taking the time i know you're busy i really appreciate you carving out a little bit of space for us and can't wait to see you back at other ship yeah absolutely Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Dr. Greg Wells podcast. If you found this show informative and helpful, check out my blog at drgregwells.com for additional insights and resources on health and human performance. I update the blog a couple times a month. To stay up to date on the latest tips, articles, and videos, be sure to follow me on social at Dr. Greg Wells. My goal on social is to keep your health and wellness and positivity at the forefront of your mind, and so I would be thrilled to connect with you there. If you found this episode helpful, please consider subscribing to the podcast. That helps us out a ton and leave a review. Your feedback is greatly appreciated and helps me to continue to produce valuable content that's relevant to all of you. Please feel free to share this episode with your friends and community. That helps a ton as well. And that brings this week's show to an end. I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Have a great week, everyone.